Let's head on out to, uh, well, we got our good friend Joe Fortenbaugh on the phone from National Football Post. Uh, Joe, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks a lot for having me on the program. I appreciate it. No problem. Now, are there uh, future bets in uh, in Vegas now on who gets arrested or when they get indicted and, uh, you know, how many years in jail they're going to do? <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I'd love to be able to play along with the joke, uh, but I'll give, you, I'll give you it straight. They do not allow stuff like that in Vegas, obviously. You have to have a box score, but don't be surprised if some offshore gambling site starts putting up something like that. They generally do that. And they offer very low limits in the attempt to get a lot of free publicity and to get people to sign up. So we might actually get some crazy prop like that because right now that's all we're talking about. We're not even talking about the damn games anymore. Uh, Sundays mean nothing. This is all about what's happening Monday to Saturday, and uh, based on this week, it's been a whole lot yeah it really has uh but we'll, we'll try to delve into it here and make it a little easier for everybody out there to make their bets and to pick their games because you know what when it gets down to it the product we still love it and we will watch it a lot of tight spreads still out there outside of the denver game they are at home and nobody saw anything out of kansas city last week they head to uh, peyton manning and they head to probably a buzzsaw wouldn't you say they are getting 13 and a half points yeah, this is a big one. Um, biggest one on the board this week. It's, uh, it's, it's easy to see why it's like this. Denver's Denver. We know they're going to put up points. We know they're going to score. We know what Peyton Manning can do at home. Kansas City looked putrid last week, letting Tennessee come in and just roll right over them. And that's not even supposed to be a good Tennessee team, although I think they might surprise people this year. Remember, Ken Wisenhunt's the guy who turned Phillip Rivers around in San Diego. Now he's working with Jake Locker, and that was a hell of a start for Locker this season, a nearly flawless performance. Um, Dwayne Bowe's back this week. I'm not sure that's going to mean a whole lot. He hasn't been very good for the Chiefs lately, but it at least gives them another option on offense. And Andy Reid's probably been hearing all week about how he gave the ball to Jamal Charles like 10 total times last week. So expect a heavy dose of him. Uh, for me personally, it's not a game I would play. I'm not interested in laying the huge number because I think in week one there are a lot of overreactions. Teams that lose games going up against teams that win big or big marquee games, you know, I think you get an inflated number there and you're paying a poor price. And I think this is one of those examples. Remember, when these two teams got together last year, both games were relatively close. Kansas City fought them hard. These are division rivals who are familiar with one another, so it wouldn't surprise me one bit to see the Chiefs hanging in there. You know what I see? A weird trend uh, this week coming up. A lot of home dogs. You know, six of them. We got six of them this week. And be careful. Last year was, I think, of the last 30 years in Las Vegas tracking bets. Last year was the best or second best year for favorites. Um, in, in like the last 25, 30 years. Now, generally, when you go back in time and you look at what happens the year before, say it's a big year for favorites, the market will correct itself the following year, and you'll get a big underdog year. And case in point, look at what happened in week one. I think it was 11-5 and five to the underdogs. So you want to be very careful laying big numbers with these favorites, and especially in the home dog situation, which I believe they were 2-1 and one last weekend. Um, when I look around, if I'm going to play a home dog, I don't know if they're still a dog. It looks like it's pick them across most boards, but I'd, I'd keep a close eye on the Buffalo Bills. I think that's a good play this week um, for a couple of reasons. Miami's last 10 games to Buffalo, they're 3-7, and seven, averaging 13.3 points per game with 25 turnovers. They're coming off a very big win against New England last week, and just like Atlanta, I think that's kind of like a Super Bowl for those teams. They get all jacked up, 
they spread it all on the field, and then they come back the next week and they're a bit flat. So don't be surprised if Atlanta comes out flat. Don't be surprised if you see uh, Miami coming out flat. But more importantly, um, liking Buffalo in this spot has nothing to do with them beating Chicago last week. This is one of the best home field advantages in the NFL. It's clearly not what Seattle has, but it's one of the best. They were 5-3 and three at home last season, and they hung in in the three losses, and that's not even a good football team that's putting up that record. Um, they just signed out this past week. Terry Pagula, the owner of the Buffalo Sabres, is going to take over as Buffalo Bills owner. He's going to keep the team in town. And imagine being a team... I mean, you guys aren't that far from Seattle. Living under the threat for three, four years that your favorite football team or one of your favorite sports teams is going to leave town, uh, you know, the fans have been on edge. And now that they know that they're going to be staying, that place is going to be real hostile this weekend. I like Buffalo to be beat up on Miami. We're talking to Joe Fortenbaugh. Let me ask you this uh, from National Football Post. How many points will AP mean? It was three and a half Minnesota's getting, was getting. What are they going to get now? Yeah, right now it looks like it's going to be about three points. It was sitting right on the key number of three. Right after the news came out, it went to three and a half. And now some of the offshores have it as high as five and a half, six and a half. The key is Vegas has yanked it across the board. You can't bet this game right now. Even though they know Peterson's out, they're probably going to take some time um, to figure out what the best number is to put out there and then go from there. Um, You know, three points might be a lot for a running back, but based on what New England's defense looked like last week, letting Sean Moreno run all over, them, you know, Minnesota just lost their best offensive weapon for this game. And that was a game a lot of the sharper guys were eyeing up Minnesota for. So it's a shame this happened for the Vikings from a football perspective because they got off to a nice start last week with that win. Mm-hmm. And now they got to go into this week uh, against a big time opponent with uh, a lot of controversy they're playing under. Joe, I think I have the sleeper pick, and you tell me if you agree with me or not. Uh, my little best bet here, I might be biased, but I like the Jets getting eight and a half in Green Bay. Uh, I'm, I'm against you on this one. I, I like Come the on, they're going to keep it within two touchdowns. I like that. Eight and a half, I like it. Oh, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I know there's some guys in Vegas who agree with you. I, I don't even think I'm on the sharp side here. My, my thought process is this. Um, I, I, the Jets have a good front seven, but their secondary stinks, and the secondary is going to need to play huge to slow down this juggernaut in Green Bay. Uh, we saw what happened to Green Bay last Thursday night, or two Thursdays ago, I should say. They've got extra rest. They are really angry, and like, like what happened so many times when a good team travels to Seattle, they get beat up on by the Seahawks, and suddenly everyone thinks they're not as good as they are. Trust me, Green Bay's a very good football team. They just ran into the best team in the business, in the most hostile environment in the business, and they got their Tails kicked in. Uh, they're going to come back really strong this week. I'm not going to be surprised one bit if Aaron Rodgers lights the secondary up. The key for New York is going to be to keep this thing close and grind it out on the ground because they do not want to get into a shootout with Geno Smith. Uh, he may have looked half decent against Oakland last week. That won't be the case in Green Bay if he's putting it up 40 times in the game. I don't think. I think he's thrown at 20 if he's lucky. The way they got those three runners going right now. Joe Fortenbaugh from uh, National Football Post. Do you, right, do you got? Do you have a, a best bet for us that you haven't mentioned? You know, when it comes to uh, the NFL, I like to take it easy early in the season. It's tough to gauge what's going on with some of these teams. Like I said, I like Buffalo. I like Green Bay. I think Cincinnati covers the number. I thought that was a shady number coming out. You know, Atlanta just took down one of the Super Bowl favorites at 7-1 to in New Orleans, and they go to Cincinnati, who just eked by Baltimore, and uh, it's not even a field goal. It's sitting out there 5.5-6. That tells me Cincinnati is the play there. Uh, remember, the Bengals 8-0 straight up, 8-0 against the spread last year at home. It didn't work out in the playoffs, but I think they might be a little too much for Atlanta to handle outdoors. Um, 
I'm also leaning a bit to San Francisco. I know that's a square play. Um, it's not so much what I saw out of Chicago last week in that they lost to the Bills. It's how they lost. Once again, the defense stunk. Once again, Jay Cutler was turning the ball over in very bad spots. Um, and I think that's going to continue. San Francisco is going to be up for this game. It's the opening of a new stadium. And uh, I think they're going to be all over the Bears. Looking at college real quickly, I like these games a little bit more. I'm going to play Rutgers plus the points, three and a half against Penn State. I'm a Penn State alum, but Christian Hackenberg, the quarterback, has already thrown four picks. Penn State doesn't have a lot of team speed. I think that game's going to be close, and I want the points on my side. I'm going to take Northern Illinois laying about nine over UNLV. I live here in Vegas. I can tell you flat out, UNLV stinks. They were 27-and-a-half-point favorite last week against Northern Colorado. They went 13-12. to 12. Uh, Don't be impressed by anything you see out of the Rebels. I'll take Georgia Southern to hang, plus the three touchdowns to hang close with Georgia Tech. The best thing about Georgia Tech is their triple option. Teams can't prepare for it in one week. Georgia Southern runs the triple option. They're familiar with it. I think they can hang tight. Um, I'm going to take Central Michigan plus a touchdown against Syracuse. Syracuse played two weeks ago. They needed double overtime to beat FCS Villanova. Quarterback got thrown out of the game for throwing a punch. I think Central Michigan can keep that one close and probably win. And then um, I'm also going to take Indiana laying the points at Bowling Green. Bowling Green's got a new offensive system, and they just lost their star quarterback for the season to a hip injury. Indiana Indiana can run the ball real well, and they've got, they've got an extra week of rest coming in here. So I, I like that play. A lot of great information there for you guys. Joe Fortenbaugh, now I guess you, you got a dinner reservations. Where are you eating? Where are you going? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, here's the thing. It's Generally at this time of year, I wouldn't be doing dinner and a lot of things like that. Um, it's mostly football and work. But I'll tell you what, after the week that's gone on in the NFL, um, you, I just kind of been looking at everything with Adrian <laughs> Peterson and Ray Rice, and you just start shaking your head and you realize, you know what, man, screw it. I'm going out. I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to see a movie, and that's going to be that. I'm going to get away from football for a little bit. Because for me, the passion that comes with this, talking about it on the radio, um, watching it on Saturdays and Sundays, the whole thing is I want to watch football. Yeah. I, it's supposed to be a level of entertainment entertainment for me and this isn't entertaining this is these are all just horrific stories day in and day out so sometimes you need a release football is supposed to be that release but right now it isn't unfortunately well uh thank you so much joe for all the hard work you put in we'll talk to you next week all right pal hey it's my pleasure thanks a lot for having me on have a great weekend